This is post five. Bioplastics, breaking down the misconceptions. You may have noticed new products popping up in grocery stores over the last few years with green sounding labels. For example, biodegradable plastic bags and products with plant-based packaging. Perhaps you too were inclined to opt for these seemingly eco alternatives over conventional petroleum-based plastics. Sounds great, right? If it says biodegradable, there must be no harm, environmentally speaking. I soon learned to be wary of greenwashed enthusiasm. The green-sounding credentials of these bioplastics obscure the fact that in many cases, these alternatives are not any more environmentally friendly than conventional petroleum-based plastic and offer no solution to the problems associated with its use. In fact, they bring their own slurry of new challenges to the table. The key is to understand which of these eco-sounding plastics actually help to address the plastic problem and which afford no benefit to the environment and simply perpetuate complacency. Let's reiterate the problem. In short, single-use plastic, traditionally made from fossil fuels, is designed for disposability, yet is extremely durable. It can persist for centuries after a brief use. This plastic can contain and leach toxic chemicals, litter the environment, collect in massive oceanic plastic patches, and fragment down into microplastics, which pose serious hazards to environmental, animal, and human health. What we need when the preferable reduce and reuse are not feasible is a plastic that won't persist for centuries, ideally fabricated from renewable sources. It must break down readily into natural material devoid of harmful chemical byproducts in an environment we can control. Finally, this plastic must have the capacity to be managed and disposed of within our own communities, rather than shipped across the world where its seepage into the environment is likely to occur. Of all the eco-friendly sounding noise out there, compostable plastic, when disposed of in an industrial composting facility, is the only type of plastic which meets the above criteria. None of the following terms indicate that the plastic can be composted or will have an environmentally responsible end of life. Bio-based, plant-based, bioplastic, or biodegradable. These non-compostable bioplastics, while giving a false impression that they have no associated environmental costs, also enable us to believe that there is no need to reduce our single-use plastic footprint. When a plastic product says it is bio-based or plant-based, it informs you only that its plastic polymers are derived partly or fully from renewable biological sources such as corn, sugarcane, hemp, or some other plant-based biomass. No insight is offered into whether the plastic will fester in the environment for hundreds of years, whether it will be stuffed with toxic chemicals, or whether its properties make it recyclable, compostable, or neither of the above. It is important to note that products can be labeled as bio or plant-based if they are composed of as little as 22% biomass. Unfortunately, 
The vast majority of the bio-based plastics on our shelves are not certified compostable plastics, but rather are drop-ins. Drop-ins are bio-based materials that are otherwise identical to their fossil fuel-derived counterparts. Consider, for example, a plastic water bottle. Most of these bottles are labeled as number one plastics, meaning they are made from polyethylene terephthalate, otherwise known as PET, or PET. Most PET molecules are fabricated from petroleum. However, it is also possible to create the exact same PET molecule from a partially plant-based material, which is called BioPET, or Green PET. A BioPET bottle would be known as a drop-in. Drop-ins may have a greener beginning, but they will not have a greener end. These plastics do not readily break down. They can persist in the environment for centuries. Drop-ins also can contain the same concoction of chemical additives found in conventional plastics. Hazardous chemical additives are used for a reason. Bisphenol A, or BPA, for example, is used to make hard, clear plastic, whereas phthalates, which is the plasticizer, is added to make plastics more flexible and harder to break. If the manufacturer wants its bio-based plastic to exhibit these same properties, chemicals such as these will be used. Despite offering no solution to our plastic problems, drop-ins make up the vast majority of the bioplastics market simply because they can drop in seamlessly to existing plastic production streams. There is little associated risk to manufacturers as the technical properties are known and costs are minimized because no new investments in machinery are required. Drop-ins do have the advantage of moving away from the finite petroleum feedstock and do have a lower associated carbon footprint. However, does this alone validate giving eco-friendly sounding credentials to a material created out of as little as 22% renewable sources and which exhibits the same harmful properties as conventional, fully petroleum-based plastics? Now let's consider plastics advertised to be biodegradable. Whereas the words bio-based or plant-based give us insight into where the carbon forming the plastic molecule comes from, the word biodegradable is indicatory of the end-of-life scenario. However, the term biodegradable is another deceptive, loose term that tells us very little. Most things on Earth will biodegrade eventually and break down with the help of microorganisms. Some things, like food scraps, biodegrade rapidly when composted. Other materials can take thousands of years to biodegrade in the natural environment. What matters is under what conditions and over what time period that transition will occur, and what chemical compounds might remain as a byproduct. The challenge with plastic products labeled as biodegradable on our grocery store shelves is that they rarely do so in any relevant time frame in the conditions we subject them to, and often fragment into microplastics instead. Compostable plastic is a specific kind of biodegradable plastic in which the plastic must meet specific federal standards to biodegrade into soil conditioning material with the help of microorganisms. 
The biodegradation must take place in an industrial composting facility at a similar rate as other material being composted. The compostable plastic molecules themselves decompose into organic material. They do not persist intact. Furthermore, compostable plastic leaves no toxic residue that would adversely impact the ability of the finished compost to support plant growth. On the other hand, many plastic products advertised as biodegradable are actually oxodegradable. These are the conventional plastics that contain metal salt additives which expedite the fragmentation process. When exposed to heat or UV light and in the presence of oxygen, these oxodegradable plastics will fragment into smaller pieces, ultimately into microplastics, much more quickly than conventional plastics. The theory in support of oxodegradable plastic is that after fragmentation, the resulting microplastic should be small enough to biodegrade. However, upon examining the issue, the European Commission concluded that there was no evidence that the oxodegradable plastic would fully biodegrade after fragmentation in a reasonable time in the open environment, the oceans, or in landfills. As explained in detail in post 3, microplastics are ubiquitous and do not seem to readily biodegrade. Once plastic has broken down into these minuscule shards, containment and cleanup are all but impossible. Creating a plastic that simply augments the rate of this destructive process seems entirely counterproductive. The European Parliament has voted to ban oxodegradable plastics by 2021. In the United States, as far as I can tell, they are marketed as biodegradable. Is it not time that we make this distinction and do the same? Although the term biodegradable suggests an environmentally sound end-of-life scenario, can plastics labeled as biodegradable actually exhibit such reality? I detect irony. Only certified compostable plastics can be disposed of in an industrial composting facility. Plastics labeled as biodegradable are not accepted at industrial composting facilities as they do not meet the criteria to become certified compostable. These plastics labeled only as biodegradable did not make the cut for a reason. Perhaps they fragment into microplastics rather than degrading into natural material, or perhaps they leave a toxic residue that will contaminate the compost. Thus, plastic labeled as biodegradable cannot find a sound end of life in the compost waste stream. They only contaminate the compost if they end up there. Furthermore, all biodegradable plastics, including compostable plastics and oxodegradable plastics, can be contaminants in the recycling process. Their presence within the recycling stream compromises the quality of the end-of-life material and can cause entire batches of recycled plastics to end up in a landfill, further depleting the already dismal rate of recycling. In the case of compostable plastic, the plastic molecules are designed to decompose, rendering the final recycled material unfit. When oxidegradable plastic enters the recycle stream, the metal salt additives that cause the plastic to fragment 
can be present in the final recycled material and cause the products to degrade when durability is valued. Which begs the question, how can you responsibly dispose of plastics labeled as biodegradable? By placing them in the trash. Nonetheless, in the oxygen-deprived environment of a landfill, plastics labeled as biodegradable do not decompose any more rapidly than conventional plastics. In the open air, they will fragment into microplastics more quickly than conventional plastics, which, as discussed, is hard to be considered an advantage. So now we must ask, how do we make compostable plastic work? At this time, certified compostable plastics offer the only environmentally friendly end-of-life scenario for plastics. However, there is a caveat. In order to fully decompose into organic material without consequence, the plastic must be disposed of within the carefully controlled conditions of an industrial composting facility. Compostable plastic cannot fully biodegrade in the ocean, in the natural environment, or even our backyard composts. Moreover, not only can their full benefits not be reaped due to incorrect disposal, but they can also create new problems, adding another dimension of potential contamination. Organic substances will produce methane gas as a byproduct when they biodegrade in an environment without oxygen. If discarded in a landfill, like food, compostable plastics will release methane upon degradation. Essentially, biodegradable and compostable plastics have created new challenges for the already compromised recycling industry. It is often impossible to distinguish between recyclable plastic, biodegradable plastic, and compostable plastic. Each plastic has a different end-of-life requirement, and each contaminate the other's end-of-life stream. Despite these provisos, compostable plastic is a promising solution, as long as we create the proper end-of-life facilities and a means for easily differentiating between compostable plastics and conventional plastics. There are many creative solutions already being implemented. In 2015, the Minnesota Twin Stadium began using a compostable plastic, polylactic acid, also known as PLA, for all disposable food and drink containers. The stadium's contained environment prevents contamination between recyclable, non-recyclable, and compostable plastics. The plastic items are clearly compostable, easily distinguished and separated from highly recyclable glass or aluminum bottles and cans. And many other stadiums are now following their lead. When dealing with conventional plastics, minimal food and drink residue can cause thousands of pounds of potentially recyclable plastic to be diverted to the landfill. As an added benefit, this is no longer an issue when using certified compostable plastic, as both food and compostable plastics have the same end destination, an industrial composting facility. There are no hazardous chemical byproducts, no fragmentation of the plastic into microplastics, and the compostable plastic will biodegrade into natural soil within several months. 
Just think of all the plastic waste that wouldn't persist. All of the chemical exposure and microplastic pollution that could be avoided. If stadiums and other contained spaces like cafeterias and universities could be the leaders in implementing exclusively compostable plastics. Up next is post six. Where do we go from here?